What up, you dog-faced bitches? Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces pass, and I'm homebound. What's up? New studio, new digs, we Gucci. Yeah. What up, my glib glops? If I could fall into the sky, do you think time would pass me by? Cause you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I can just see you tonight. And welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast, 22nd edition. It's your boy, Phil Razor, once again, sitting across from the co-host of Chaos, Skyball Sky. How are we doing on this lovely Sunday? What up, you dog-faced bitches? Ooh, that's a new one. We're also joined by the guy you love to hate, Stack Guy Nate. Nate, how are we doing? Man, isn't Vanessa Carlton fucking provocative? Mm. It She's gets a national the, treasure. It gets the people going. Fuck it, hey. I hope you guys just got into that as much as Skylar and I did. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, Vanessa Carlton is an all-time great. Is she goaded? Yeah, oh, absolutely. 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 Don't hey, don't ask me stupid fucking <laughs> questions. What do you think Michelle Branch thinks about that? Uh, I think she's a solid second. So it's like Dude, it's, it's I'm like, giving her a third. Because it's like the Coke first Pepsi going, debate. Uh, I'm going. Uh, shit, what's her name? Um, Avril Lavigne. No, Natasha Bedingfield. Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> <laughs> number two all the way. Okay. Okay. Chick, okay. chick song anthems like "Feel the Rain on Your Skin." No, I, st- I still gotta go with. Uh, Everywhere by Michelle Branch is a solid number two. I'll give Natasha three. <laughs> That's fair. But power ranking. Can't, y'all can't even fucking sniff Vanessa Carlton's draws. I mean, why would I want to? <laughs> why wouldn't you want to? I'd love to. I, I, that would be lovely. It smells like music composition in heaven. Oh my god! All right, so I just we, I thought Nate was just ripping a dart inside. <laughs> you never know; it could happen. So we're going to start off today with our on this date in sports history. Um, November 15th, 1970, Paul Brown, as the head coach of the expansion Cincinnati Bengals, defeats his former team, the Cleveland Browns, a moment he calls his greatest victory. I know Sky has some opinions on that. Man. <clears throat> All right. Here's the deal, turncoat. The original. We literally named a fucking team after you, you sandbagging son of a bitch, and then you're gonna go and call that your greatest. I'm fucking HIV positive. Yeah. Think that now his now his, I'm just fucking sure of it. Now his dumbass sons running him into the running the Bengals into the ground. Well, that's what you guys fucking get. Paul Bengals. Paul Brown's an Ohio coaching legend, though. Ohio well, yeah, State to the Ohio Browns State. to the Bengals. Did he win a national championship at Ohio State. He coached 1944 national champs and a Heisman winner, Les Horvath. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say I thought he had one. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't fucking matter. Nobody, I, I hate nobody more than I hate Art Modell. Well, now, obviously, I, re- I revere Paul Brown as a god when it comes to, you know, the sure. NFL. R.I.P. Yeah. Modell. You know, I'm just razzing you guys. I really don't care that much, but. I mean, nobody, neither one of the teams did anything in 1970 anyway, so I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd rather have a team named after me than a fucking stadium. It's a good point. It sits on a dirty, shit-filled river. Guy's just a fucking legend of. Ohio coaching, to be honest, that's what he is. Well, yeah, absolutely. So He's yeah. the godfather. 
The dog father. The dog father. So fair enough. So let's hop into the NFL action, as we like to do. And let's talk about that Thursday night game. I know it's a couple days past, but did anybody think the Ravens would lose to the Dolphins? Well, I know that it is scientifically proven that Dolphins are, actually do commit rape. Yeah. And I think we learned that. And we saw that firsthand. I don't, I don't know if I like that joke. Why not? It's it, there's, it's science. <laughs> God. Welcome welcome to National Geographic, bro. <laughs> no, we got to do one of those voiceovers like Snoop Dogg does. <laughs> we just narrate a clip from fucking Nat Geo or some oh shit. My God, oh, dude. my God. Or like, or like Animal I'd Planet. Re- I'd like to let just Snoop Dogg take that one. I think himself. we could do some damage. And his, his incredible Corona commercials now. Oh, those are great. That's the Vita. Mas Vita. <laughs> I fucking so, you. <laughs> it was kind of a, uh, eh, like Tua got hurt, left the game, Jacoby Brissett came in. Dude, this has got to be it on Tua, though, right? Like, I mean, I, the guy cannot stay healthy. Just... I think Tua's a career backup. I think he's good enough to be in the league, but I don't know if he's good enough to lead a franchise anywhere other than mediocrity. That guy, as Skylar Ball would like to say, that man's Bones made of glass. I can't. Paper skin and glass bones. Paper yeah. skin glass bones. Lamar was 26 of 43, 238, 1 and 1. QBR of 32.8. I mean, it. if you watch that Thursday night game like I tried to do, I ended up playing fucking FIFA. I couldn't do it. That game was awful. So I thought about the Brownies today. I had to turn oh, that shit there, off. There were a lot of games today that you could turn Dude, off early. There were so many fucking blowouts this week. Yeah, yeah, it was it bad. Was... We'll get we'll get into most of them. Um, we're going to get those out of the way yeah, early. The rushing Stats were awful in this game. Like it was just a shitty game. It was like watching paint dry. Yeah, it was bad. So like watching Ohio State and what? Uh, what was it? Nebraska. Oh god, that game was terrible too. So it was, yeah, I think, so I think Ohio State luck. Purdue was even worse. You kidding me? That was that was. No, I mean, they had forty five. Ohio State had forty five points at halftime. It was exciting. Yeah, it was. I, I I didn't mind that game. It was the Nebraska game that I was like, dude, I I can't. I'm not even entertained right now. No, it was. No, that game was shit. Are but, you not entertained? No. No, I'm not. I'm not. Not even a little bit. Let's uh, let's hop over to another game uh, that went down today. Uh, Mike White looked human as the Buffalo Bills. Human? <laughs> I mean, well, did we really think that he, this was going to last? No, 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 but I mean, there's been a lot of hype around it for the last two weeks, and the Bills took a tough one on the chin last week, you know, a 9-6 to loss to the Jags. Jags went out there and punched them right in the fucking teeth. So you know that the Bills are going to come in pissed off today, and pissed off they did. Four different players had rushing touchdowns as the Bills smoked the Jets 45-17. Um... Seventeen to three at half. The end of the third, it was thirty-eight to three. Bite so the pillow, we're going in dry. They did. They really did. So uh, kudos and to the- Stephon Diggs came out like a man on a mission today. Eight for one sixty-two mm. and a touchdown. That was Diggs is back, baby. Oh yeah. Can you digs it? Can you fucking digs? That's it? the recipe for success for the Bills, in my opinion. Though, is they do have a good state. Like none, none of the running backs are great, but they're all good. Singletary is like a seven out of ten, I would say. I mean, well, you got Singletary, Breda, and Moss, and Zach like, Moss. Like, they, Zach Moss is probably their better it's, one. Right it's now. With, yeah, but they just need to be a three-headed monster. Yeah, it's it's very serviceable. Josh like Atten- the shine. Well, Josh yeah. Allen runs the ball pretty well for you know for a quarterback too. So like they have four options. System pretty much. Yeah, you know, it's like he, if he's throwing the ball thirty times a game or less, that's probably in the best. Well, and if you yeah. look at if you look at who like had rush attempts for them, like you know, you also they include their receivers into their rushing game too. So Emmanuel yeah. Sanders had one for twenty four. I'd say McKenzie had two for 17. Yep. So, yep. you know, they play – that plays into it pretty heavily. Too. Yeah, it does. I mean, you're taking away carries from the back, so it makes sense. Absolutely. But, yeah, Bills came out. Bills Mafia, congratulations. I know we get a, we have a bunch of Buffalo uh, supporters. Um, Bills Mafia! Love you guys. We appreciate uh, all the viewership and all the follows on Twitter, obviously. While we're there, uh, once again, guys, make sure you go follow us on Twitter, at SmallMarketINS, Instagram and TikTok, Small Market Insecurities. 
shit posting content all over your timelines. Let us know if you like it or not. Buffalo, you know, we're coming for you, baby. We love Buffalo. 716, baby. So let's hop over to the next game. Obviously, that was a blowout. Yeah. Uh, yeah from one blowout to another, let's get out of the way. Sky, Browns, Patriots. 45 to 7 Patriots. Holy shit. Yikes. Like, dude, Baker couldn't hit a woman if he was Ray Rice. Like, oh for my fuck's God. sake. You're dude. just coming out on fire today, bro. It was just annoying. It's like you came out there last week and fucking grabbed Cincinnati by its haunches and fucking humped it into submission. And then now, this shit? I'm like, dude, you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Like, what the fuck was that? He was 11 no- of 21 for 73 yards and one touchdown, one pick. And that pick, he should have had like four picks. Do you think it was more a culmination of the Browns had a massive letdown after a big win? Or well, our defense, I, I don't blame Baker for the defense. Well, How can I? But, dude, the defense was just fucking absolutely hard to watch. Do you think Mac Jones has figured it out? Uh, I, yeah, I think Mac Jones is, is he, yeah, that, that kid picked us yeah. apart. Like, I mean, like, I'm like, a, like talking like a surgeon. Oh, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson had two, uh, two twenty for a hundred I mean, two touchdowns. Like, well, someone just fucking step in front of this well, dude. You guys are all trying to one arm tackle this motherfucker. He's bigger than that. He's gonna run through that shit. Dernis Johnson had nineteen for ninety nine for the Browns. He, I mean, my only thing also is, is like seven for fifty eight. He, he yeah. was their leading receiver. Yeah. Yep. Also, my, so here's my thing. Why the fuck is it that the Browns can go on a fucking eighty yard drive, seventy yard drive, whatever, to open the game, and then if you watch them try to score, once you get inside that 15, 10 yard line. The Browns' offense just shuts down. I don't understand it. The only time we ever score is on like long runs by Chubb or deep balls by Baker. I think. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we can't the, score in the red zone. The lack of Chubb and the lack of uh, I have a lack of Chubb after watching that game. The yeah. lack of Chubb and yeah. lack of Hunt. Yeah, that game was the anti Viagra for yeah. Browns fans. Make your PP soft. It really did. Uh, was it kind of a nail in the coffin that Brian Hoyer went three of three for eighty-five yards and a touchdown to end the game? I mean, he threw a touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers. Like, it's, when not, they were it's not really a dagger. I mean, fuck Brian Hoyer. I liked Brian Hoyer in Cleveland, but I'm sorry if you don't wear the orange and brown, I don't fucking care about you. Yeah. I don't know. I he's he's a Cleveland boy, and it was like they're down 38 seven. It was just kind of a fuck you moment. Yeah, I mean, it's like all right, I'm you know that's cool. You were one of the better quarterbacks we've had in the last 25 years, but like I said, you took yeah. the uniform off and played for somebody else. So I really could give a Disney Channel fuck about what he thinks. It's his third stint with the Pats. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they just keep bringing him back. He's a fucking scrub. Yeah. So brownies took a tough one today. I mean, really, no need to dive into everything there. I mean, it, we got our we got our prostate checked out today. Yeah, they sure did. Um, let's hop over to a game that uh, if you watched, I'm sorry, but before we go in there, shout out to the Detroit Lions fans out there because you finally didn't lose. You didn't lose. They didn't they lose. will not be the first 0 and 17 team in no. NFL history. No, congratulations. Well, and they got out on such a fucking technicality. Like, hey, you know what? They're, it's so funny that like that's what's going to keep it. Like that. Well, that, it, it, I'm not saying it is, but it very well could be what keeps them out of the 0 and 17 bracket. Oh yeah. Like that. I was like, who would have thought that it was a tie, not a fucking win? I mean, if you watch that game, you probably thought about, you know, doing shout, virtually shout to, anything else. Shout out to Godwin Iguabuke though getting his first in, uh, NFL touchdown today. Yeah, is it the kid from Pickerington? Yeah. Yeah. Running well, back. the Lions r- rushed for over 200 yards. Yeah, him and... Jared uh, Goff was just awful. Yeah, him and DeAndre Swift were... DeAndre Swift was... Uh, first DeAndre game. Swift at 33 for 130. Yeah. It's a hell of a day. Yeah. Especially against a very good Steelers defense. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was it was Mason Rudolph 
out there. I don't think Mason that, looked that bad. That dude's about as useful as a poopy flavored yeah, lollipop. You know what? I, he was Phil, better than Jared Goff today. I, I said this to Phil. I disagreed with him. Mason, yeah, I'm with you, Sky. Mason Rudolph looked like a poopy flavored fucking lollipop. He sucks. Dude's terrible. Fucking, like, everyone in Pittsburgh agrees with me. Get this fucking guy out of here. Why do we, yeah. why, like, and we re-signed him to an extension. For what fucking reason? For this bullshit? 20 or 30 for 50, 242, a touchdown and a pick. But if you really watched that game, there was nothing impressive about that. No. And honestly, it was just the most disgusting game all around. I mean, by the end of it, seeing guys, guys just couldn't hold on to the ball to to save their lives. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it was a deluge towards the end. It, I mean, you could. It was evident in the overtime when when uh, was it Deontay Johnson who had the Deontay long Johnson had the fumble, got, got cuts stripped. back and yep. gets ball punched out, and you know yep. negates a forty yard gain. The same with Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth fumbled to basically end the game. Yeah. When they were in field goal range, and then the Lions tried to give it back by throwing a pick, but there was defensive holding. The Lions had no. I think they were happy with the tie. It was almost like watching a soccer match. They're like, we're fine with getting out of here. With, yeah. Without a loss. I mean, it was it was bad. At the end of the game, with like a minute and a half left, they get the ball back. First of all, they ran the ball once, which, what the fuck. Yeah. And then Goff, I mean, he had a few throws that were good, but other than that, he looked like shit. And well, it's Jared Goff. They were just disinterested altogether yeah. in, the Steelers in trying multiple, to win that game. The Steelers had multiple oppor- had at least two, oppor- had two opportunities to go down and win that game. Before overtime. Yeah. Before overtime and into overtime. And they could not do it because of what you had in the quarterback position. There's no good. He was not making good throws. He was not setting up receivers to make good plays. Yep. Like, you know, the only passing touchdown that he had was to James Washington. The same guy that he threw to all throughout his college career. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So... That was a, a tie, a draw, whatever you want to call it. It, it was, was it was, was anticlimactic. It was a waste of four hours of my fucking life. It was yeah. it was a very anticlimactic ending. I was hoping that at least the boss would be able to go out there and try to win the game at the end. It's like, well, for the love of God, boss is the guy. Yeah, he's so his best is. player. <laughs> he is. He truly is. I thought Najee. Yeah. I thought Najee was good today, but no, Najee is an incredible player. Oh, here goes CBS making me relive the. Uh... The, show the Lambs highlight. heading to slaughter that was the Browns versus the Pats. Yeah. So, I think we've, we've touched on how awful that game uh, in Pittsburgh today was enough. Yeah, it was Let, ugly. Let's hop down to the Broncos and the Eagles. Shout out to our producer, Brian. Eagles got a big win on the road. Granted, they're 4-6, and six, but still. Fly, Eagles, fly. Dude, they're, the Eagles are 4-2. and two. They're 0-4 oh now. Go Birds, is that what they say? The e- Atlanta? Go Birds, no. They, Atlanta's a dirty Birds. Phillies, Phillies go birds. Okay, that's what I thought. I knew there was some discrepancy there. Uh, the Broncos, after a big win last week, you know. I, they were rocking some sick unis. Though. Yeah, they had the throwbacks. They looked mm-hmm. like, you know, it would have been better if vintage John Elway was in the game because yeah, Teddy was not great. No, Teddy's um, so hot and cold, dude. They only ran the ball 18 times in this game, the, the Broncos. Philly only threw the ball 23 times, so they limited what Jalen Hurts was doing, basically. And in terms of his arm... Eagles one thirty to thirteen. I mean, I, the AFC West is so wide open right now, and we'll get to it in a minute. We're going to preview the recording on Sunday night. The Chiefs and the Raiders play tonight, which would be a big game and a step forward in terms of AFC West supremacy. But honestly, you know, five and five not out of it. But this is a game you're looking at the three and six Eagles coming to your house. Yeah, they automatically have 
an advantage based on the fact they play in elevation, and those guys live in Denver, so their body's used to it. And they still couldn't get them, though. A lot of guy, a lot of teams go in there, and they're dog tired by the fourth quarter because the elevation just saps your energy. You know, you're not used to breathing that thin air. So they should have an automatic advantage over that anyways. But, yeah, I mean, the Eagles came in and played their game, got out of there with a the win, so shout-out to Brian. Devontae Smith had two touchdown catches today. So, Shut up, Brian. So, boom. Congrats to the Eagles. Top down here. Uh, Seahawks and Packers. What a shit show. Awful. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers first game back after his uh, COVID drama. We had Russell Wilson finally back in the lineup after his injury. And the game sucked. I mean, this week in the NFL was just bullshit, to be honest. But Packers won 17 nothing. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Getting a shutout in the NFL is not easy. Yeah. So shout out to the Packers defense in this game. Hey, fun fact for you. Green Bay's won 10 straight home games for Seattle, including the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like they've met in the postseason like four times in the past 10 years. Yeah. They had that crazy game where Tyler Lockett went up and made the great catch, and then yep. Aaron Rodgers went, yeah, that game. I mean, they've played some, some dandies, and both these teams have been dominant for the last 15 years. Well, 10 years. 10 years for the Seahawks, 15 for the Packers. So I thought we'd get a little bit of a better game. Evidently, the Seahawks' offense decided that showing up was optional. Mm-hmm. They're three and six. They're out of the NFC West. Yeah, they're done. Though. Do you really want Russell Wilson out there playing the rest of the year? Or would you let Geno Smith finish it and just let Russell heal? Here's the thing, man. I don't think Russell's coming back. You think Russ is done? I think Russ is done in, in Seattle. Okay, well then, let me open up the table to you two. Then, where does he go? <sighs> I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I could see him going to Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers leaves. That's. I don't. I don't, I don't want to say the easy choice, but it makes sense given that he finished his career at Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jordan Love didn't look fantastic in his first start last week. So. Yeah. Or maybe I mean maybe Vegas. I don't think I think I, think, I think Derek Carr stays. I think Vegas. I think Vegas is set on Derek Carr. I think they like yeah. him there. The I mean, Saints. The Saints. Oh yeah, yeah, Saints. Set, rele- relegate Jameis back to backup. I don't think Jameis is ever going to do anything in the league other than put up some gaudy numbers here and there. But I don't think he's a championship style quarterback. I mean, I'm just thinking about teams that could be in the quarterback market. Colts. Houston. Houston's going to be in the quarterback market if Tom Brady retires, which could it could happen at any point. Could. I mean, I'm not. I don't think he will, but. Carolina could be in the quarterback market. Carolina is certainly in the quarterback market. I think Cam's a filler for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Washington. He did. I mean, I mean, Washington would make sense because Taylor Heineke's not the guy, and they know that. Yeah, they're, he's filling in for a year. When they unveil that new name, they're going to need a franchise quarterback. They're not going to need fucking Taylor Heineke. Yeah. They're going to need someone that they can put people can match a face to the new name. Yeah. So I think Russell. To, so the Washington football team makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I definitely see that. Yeah, is there any other, like, what would you say is a sh- would be a shocker? Is his contract up at the end of the year? I think so. Or would he have to get traded? I don't know. I mean, I want, I'll, I'll take a look yeah. at it. I'll look it up real quick. Do, but did, I want to say his contract. Do you have any other mystery teams, guy? I mean, Denver could be an option. Denver could be an option, too. Denver, um... I'm just curious. Like, the Jags get him in there with the Jaguars and coach well, Trevor up a little bit because Trevor's not looking. Yeah, up. but he's not going to back up. He's not ready to back up. That's not – I mean, Trevor's, Trevor's the guy for the next three to four years. Maybe minimum. Tennessee. I was going to say, that was my thought was if he if it's a trade, Wilson for Tannehill plus incentives yeah. could get it done. Yeah. Russell Wilson is signed 
in a contract until 2024. Okay, uh, so it would have to be a trade. Or until, trade. until 2023. He becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2024. Okay, so... At the age of 36. Wow, he's that old. Okay. He's thirty-one or he's thirty-three right now. Yeah. I did not realize that. Well, he played, I think, four or five years of college. I was going to say, mm-hmm. he, and then he's, he's, he's been in, he's been in the league for ten years. Yeah, yeah. But see, here's it's crazy. Th- I remember watching Russell Wilson get drafted, and now he's been in the league for a decade. Yeah, you know? no, it's it's not. Cam Newton's been in the league. Like, for, I remember when Aaron Rodgers Cam Newton's like took over for Brett Favre. Like, yep. I remember all these transitions. Like, it, like I remember watching Tom Brady come in for uh, Eric Bledsoe or uh, Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember watching all that shit. Oh yeah, Big Ben get drafted. Like, all, and now these guys Ooh. are. I am seeing that there is a potential out in twenty twenty two, in at year three, hundred seven hundred seven million. Well, like somebody just pick up the rest of his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, it looks like his cap hit in twenty twenty two would be thirty seven million. His cap hit in twenty twenty three at the age of thirty five would be forty million dollars. Shit. I think New Orleans makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think I think he would Nola. he'd pair well with, you know, with Sean Payton. Yeah. If Brady comes back, he gets a chance to play Tom twice a year. Mike Thomas is happy because he's got a guy that can actually throw the ball downfield again. Yep. I yeah. I think that is that is probably that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to say the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Tennessee. Gun to my head. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say Tennessee or Green Bay. Okay. Final answer, Nate. Yeah, I think so, because honestly... Um, Which one? Uh, four. I'm actually... I think I could see him... Yeah, I could see him going to New Orleans. It makes sense. Good. Yeah. We- I mean, good weather. Good division, but not... I mean, the Falcons are on the... I mean, the Falcons are obviously in this possibility, too. We didn't even say that. Matt Ryan, who knows what's going I don't think he's going to want to go to the Falcons. Nah. I, I just, I'm just thinking about market size and, you know, everything like that, like... We obviously would prefer him to stay in a small market, but I could see him wanting to play, you know, wherever. I mean, where's where's Sierra from? You know, it's yeah. like does you know does she want to go home? Like, what you know, there's a lot of factors that go in there. Right. So, you can go to Atlanta and hang out with Future. <laughs> I mean, I'd go give Magic City. I was actually, why was I actually just googling where does Future live right now? I'll let you know real quick. He's got a, he's got a hoe out of Atlanta. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it's Atlanta. That's fair. So Magic City, baby. That's some good speculation there, boys. Um, yep, let's... he lives in Atlanta. So the foul, dirty, sorry, dirty birds. You ain't getting, you ain't getting uh, Russell Wilson. No. Nope, they're not. Yeah. Let's hop over to the Vikings and the Chargers, guys. Vikings finally won a game after all their, you know, fucking Justin t- Herbert tough losses. It twenty, was not the shootout in LA like I thought it was. No, be. twenty-seven to twenty. Vikings got the dub. Um, yeah, the Chargers once again that loss. They win that game. They're tied with the Raiders at six and three. If the Raiders win tonight, you know, yeah, for first in the AFC West. And like I said, we said that division is nuts right now. Like Chargers are five and four, Broncos are five and five, Chiefs are five and four, yeah, and the Raiders are five and three. Like nobody's pulling away from the pack out there. So this is a game the Chargers. It's them in the AFC North are still up for grabs. Yeah, like yeah. like the Chargers had all this momentum to start the season off. Justin Herbert's point out of his mind. You know, him and Mike Williams have a great connection. Him and Keenan Allen have a great connection. And they're going to do something like shit the bed at home to a, a Vikings team that they've lost a lot of tough games, but they find ways to lose. So, right. it if you're a Chargers fan out there, that is a gut punch for you. Yeah. yeah so, I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that game uh, other than the fact that, you know, it's, it's you know, one of those things that, you know, the NFC North is basically wrapped up with the Packers, but, you know, the Vikings are going to fight, like, you know, tooth and nail. Try to get into the wild card spots. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts. 
um, on that game as well. I'm, I'm sorry, run me back a little bit. I, I, we were dealing with a, uh, a candle situation. Uh, well, Sky, basically all it is is that the Chargers are kind of shitting away a little bit of the momentum that they had to lead the division to start out the season. They've lost a few coming in here. Now at the halfway point of the season, yeah, um, you know, what's the next move? Yeah. Uh I mean, I think they're probably. I mean, I they're, don't know with them. I, I I can never tell. I, I will say though Chargers. that Justin Herbert is the fourth fastest quarterback to reach fifty plus or fifty or more career passing touchdowns. No, I he, mean, yeah, we're not denying that the kid's a stud. He's a stud, but it's just they're not. Put, I don't know if it's. The, I, I just don't think it's in the cards this year. No, I mean, I I look at this team and I see nine and eight. You yeah, know, yeah, they'll play up to a team, then they'll play, they'll play down to if a team. You, and, if you if you make the playoffs, you're not going to have a very deep run. If you're a charger, no, no, it, it would be pretty quick, pretty yeah. quick and painless. So, Hand over the smelling salts, Razor. Hold on. I need, I need to get my fix. That'll fucking get you there, cowboy. Make your butthole pucker up. All right, let's talk about a game that was actually good today. Wow. One of the Whoa. few. Saints and Titans. We had a little Talk bit of a... Hill. Oh, he really doesn't play, hey, but... Hey, guys, real quick. Before uh, before we get into that one, I did forget to include a game this week in your lineup that we need to talk about, and that is the Carolina Panthers mm. against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, do you want to hop into that game before we do this game? I think we should. What do you want, Mr. President? Okay, Cam Newton's back. Cam Newton's back in a big way, man. I mean, this was a just beatdown. The, the Panthers, you know... Went to the desert and got the job done. I mean, life, man. Absolute life in this Yeah, one. but beating up on Colt McCoy is like beating up a blind dude. I don't know. Colt played pretty goddamn well last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I live in the now, not the past, Philip. Well, I mean, we're living... Right now, the now he's not season. playing well. This is the now of this season. Uh, but P.J. Walker, I don't mean... Don't you undermine me? I undermine you. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Uh, I would like. I would actually like to see what he would do about it. I mean, we can always just get a new stat guy. I know Small market insecurities, rough and rowdy. Shout out to Blake. Maybe we can get Blake in here to replace Nate. God, wouldn't that be? Sweet. I saw Blake at the Jackets game on. Oh really? On Friday night. Yeah. I fucking love that kid, dude. I ran into his mom at fucking Putin Bay. Like random. we're recording right you now. Think anybody, I know. You think anybody else is gonna Shout put out up Blake. with your bullshit? Hey, Brian, cut all that. No, don't cut it. All right, so let's hop into the uh, the Cardinals Panthers. Uh, get some numbers for us over there, Nate. Yeah, absolutely. So PJ Walker had a nice little day out there, serviceable, you know, intermediary for the Cam Newton era. Uh, twenty two for twenty nine, one sixty seven, no touchdowns. Did have a pick. Um, I'll still take it for a guy that's never started an NFL game. Exactly. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey had a nice day, thirteen for ninety five. Chuba Hubbard nine for twenty seven and a touchdown. Cam Newton, of course, had his rushing touchdown and. You know, there was the image I'm of back. him. I'm back. Rip, ripped his helmet off and was screaming, I'm back. That was legendary yeah. stuff. I'm back to mediocrity. <laughs> here we you go. You heard it here first, folks. Um, Colt McCoy, not, not the, the best day, but 11 for 20, 107 for, with an interception. Uh, James Conner had 10 for 39 and a touchdown. So, you know, nothing really to write home about if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Let's just get home. Get Kyler Murray healthy. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's really all it was. So that no, was kind of a kind of a gong show out in the desert today. Well, um, and uh, no uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well. The second straight game he's missed. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I've said it before. He perpetually lives on the injury report. So 
for as great as he is, he's not, he's not, you know, this guy like we like to say, you know, paper skin and glass bones, but yeah. he misses a couple games every year. You know, it's obviously, you know, the best abilities availability, but DeAndre Hopkins makes up for it when he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he kind of fucking screwed me this week, though. Thanks, jackass. <laughs> yeah, sorry you got hurt. Um, let's hop over. Fuck that guy for getting hurt. Yeah, what were you thinking? Let's hop over to the Titans and the Saints. This game was really good, actually. So, um, it was 13-6, to Tennessee at halftime. You're like, okay. You know, you're like, you kind of watch it. You're like, all right, Trevor Simeon, eh, whatever. End of the third quarter, stays pretty even. And then in the fourth quarter, the Saints mounted a comeback in which they had to try to go for two. It was a great throw right between two defenders. But, you know, the receiver had to lay out for it. I believe it was Callaway. Had, yeah. a, had a layout for it and just went right through his hands. And, it, I mean, it was a tough catch right in between traffic. But they had a shot um, at the end of the game. But, yeah, they were down 23-12, to 12, kicked a field goal, got the ball back. You know, I, I'll give the Saints credit. Trevor Simeon, he is what he is, 19-34, 298. Average at best. Two touchdowns. Taysom Hill threw a couple passes, ran the ball a few times. Um, Mark Ingram got in the end zone. Uh, Tannehill had a rushing touchdown today, too. So, yeah. It was pretty pedestrian quarterback play overall. I tell you, this uh, Tannehill's the broiest dude in the league. I swear to God. Oh, absolutely. This running back, or this backfield in Tennessee is just growing by name, and it's confusing every week. We have Dante Foreman, eleven carries for thirty yards. Adrian Peterson for eight, eight for twenty-one, and then Jeremy McNichols four for seven. So yeah, the rushing attack is pretty much non-existent right now for Tennessee. But the big thing about Tennessee is they are now eight and two. Yep, they've won six straight, which is the most or which is the longest streak in the NFL right now. And the Titans, I mean, and we're going to get into the the only team that's really competing with them um, in our next game. But yeah, I mean, they're eight and two. They're looking, they're sitting pretty for the AFC South. They'll probably be able to rest up most of December if they want to. Very much so. To be honest, so let's hop into the last game real quick. Um, the Jags and the Colts, who would have thought that this would be one of the games we'd actually talk about for more than eight seconds, because it was actually, it was actually a decent game. What a game. Um, Colts were boat, you know, they boat raced in the first half. Jonathan Taylor went the fuck off in the first half. Yeah. I believe he had a hundred yards by halftime. Yeah. Yeah. He had earned 99. Hey, so real quick, Jonathan Taylor has a rushing touchdown in seven straight games, which is the longest streak by an Indianapolis running back since 1980. That's wild. Yeah. Who was the back in 1980? It's a good question. I will uh, run back and tell you real quick. Did it even say? Uh, Trevor had a bad game. To be honest, 16 to 35, 162, no touchdowns, no picks. Carson Wentz, 22 to 34 for 180. So the, you know, the passing game was kind of lackluster for both teams. Um, really, it was Jonathan, the Jonathan Taylor show, 21 for 116 and a touchdown. Um, Jamal Agnew had a long touchdown run for the Jags as well. That was pretty much their only yeah. play. James Robinson got in the end zone, 12 for 57. That's a solid day for him. Um, Receiving numbers weren't that great either. Both teams' leading receiver had five catches. Nobody even sniffed 100 yards through the air. So, really, the game itself, the, I guess the big thing is, Indy was up 17-6 to at the end of the first quarter. And then Jacksonville stiffened up the upper lip, and it was 20-9 to at half. Nobody scored in the third, and then Jacksonville came out in the fourth, cut it down to 20-17. to Colts kicked a field goal, and that essentially iced the game. I think the bigger story here, though, isn't really about the Jags losing or the Colts winning, to be honest. We kind of expected that. The Colts are three games back of Tennessee in the AFC South. What what percentage chance do you both give them to even try to mount a comeback? Like 20, I, I, 25? I, I, give them, I give them, no, you know what, I'm going to give them a little more chances, man. I'm going to give them about 40% chances. 
Jonathan Taylor looks like he's in really good form right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell I mean, you I what, guess it really just depends on Carson Wentz and him staying healthy, too. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you what, I mean, you guys, tell me what you guys think, but I gave you that take last week that the, the Indianapolis Colts, had they added Odell Beckham, I think that could have been a really big influence on their season in a positive way. I just don't know if he would have meshed well with Pittman just because Pittman's the number one there by a long shot. So that's my only question. But he's, is, would in he... LA, but he's in L.A. where Cooper Cup is the number one by a long shot. Yeah, but you also got to think he's got the market out there, though. That And he's know. also playing for a team that's contending. True. So, yeah. no, it's fine. I mean, 40% um, for the Colts is fair. Quick, real quick, I will say, uh, going back to that little stat I gave you guys about yeah. Jonathan Taylor. So the last running back to do that was Curtis Dickey in the 1980 season. What the fuck did you just call me? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, and that was when this team was the Baltimore Colts. Yeah. Mind you, the Baltimore Colts. So, very nice, very nice. If only they hadn't moved, the Browns would never have I, left. I see. Why you got to do that? Cause this I'm, is every fucking time. Because I'm right. Uh, <laughs> he ain't wrong. I swear to, yeah, you shut your whore mouth. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Fair enough. My team hasn't left me. Well, that's what do you fair. Mean? My team hasn't left me. Abandonment issues. Abandonment <laughs> issues. So, that'll, pre- that'll pretty much wrap up the NFL portion of the podcast. Like we said, I mean... We gave you guys, you know, a good amount of content there, but honestly, the games this week were shit. So it was not a good week. Not a good week for football tonight. We got this week sucks. But we'll we'll wrap it up with a little preview: Chiefs Raiders. Chiefs Raiders. Pick a winner, boys. Who wins? Raiders. I'm taking them. I think the Raiders are going to pull it out. I said it in the uh, Stack Guy Nate parlay, which uh, has. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs too. (laughs) If Nate, if if Nate's telling you put money on Oakland, I'm I'm, or Vegas. I'm sorry, yeah, Vegas. Look at you. Stupid I'm, I'm telling you go Kansas City. Stupid ass. Shut the fuck up. No, I, Kansas City is leading on these poor Kansas, Kansas City's offense has been so bad for the last month. I think they're going to find a game to break out, and this may damn well be It's that not game. it. No, it's not it. They don't play well when it comes to Las Vegas. You're like fucking Jim Jones misleading on these poor misdirected people. Drink my Kool-Aid. My name's Nate. <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um Hi. Hey, I'm leading my people into the darkness. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come out on the other side. Uh, my, fellow <laughs> my fellow Americans. My fellow Americans. Let's, uh, let's hop into a little college football. So Friday night, um, the Cincinnati Bearcats won. They remained undefeated. They took care of South Florida 45-28. Did look uh, real good, though. It's not uh, convincing. Uh, well, and the, I, you're going to have to do everything short of jerk the fucking committee off if you're Cincinnati. Well, the thing for them is what's going to help them is Houston won. So now, as long as Cincinnati doesn't lose, Houston is automatically going to be their opponent in the AAC title game. Mm-hmm. So, because everybody, Houston, what's Houston ranked? Like 17th going into this week. Okay, that's not so bad. that'll be that. You know, assuming that Houston wins out and Cincinnati wins out, that'll actually be a, a good resume builder for Cincinnati. Yeah, well, because I've got it. I've got it put over here. It's, yeah, obviously Georgia one, Bama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four, and then Cincinnati sitting the first team out at five. Um. Michigan ranked higher than Michigan State. I don't know how I feel about that. Bullshit. Yeah, that's stupid. Just like, I mean, I can see why they did the Oregon and Ohio State like that. It's fair. They beat them head-to-head. Yeah, but, that's I mean, a- at least Cincinnati, they're keeping Cincinnati above Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Well, Michigan and Michigan State are both going to lose before the end of the year anyway, so what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Both Oklahoma, are, both Oklahoma took their loss this week, finally. Fuck them. Yeah, Thank that, 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 that need, conversation's done. That needed to happen. Yep. Uh, UTSA. Our boys. Oh, yeah. We love you guys down there at UTSA. 27-17 over Southern Miss. It was, a nice, it was close, but it was a nice little win for good you. Good dubs. Good dubs. Yeah, absolutely. The Roadrunners down there. 
Um, that was a big win for them. San Diego State got a win over Nevada. Mm-hmm. They're obviously ranked, so we're shouting them out too. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do my little small market. Isn't that where college. Kawhi Leonard went? San Diego State. Yes, and and Marshall Falk. Oh no shit! Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my uh, my little small market college highlight of the week on UTSA, like I did with uh, yeah. Center with Coastal Carolina. Let's do it, brother. All right, Frank Harris, quarterback. We got to touch on him. He's uh, 190 for or 190 completions for 284 attempts this year. 2,300 yards. That's 66.9% completion. Uh, he's got a QBR of 154.8 on the season. Uh, he's been sacked six times. He's got 20 picks to five Wait, interceptions. Wait, 154.8? Yeah. College is different. It's, oh, yeah, okay. it, it's cumulative. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I was like, damn, what the yeah. fuck? So, remember we we said the kid from Coastal Carolina had like a 200 a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's, right, it's different. Right. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, but he's also he's also been a great rushing threat for him as well. He's got 70 attempts on the season, 400 yards and four touchdowns. Nice. And a 30 or uh, averaging 5.7 per rush. But the main man back there in the backfield is Sincere McCormick. 230. What a hell of a name. Absolutely. 230 attempts. For Sincerely a, sincere. Yeah. 230 attempts, 1,150 yards, averaging five yards a carry, uh, and 11 touchdowns on the season. So it's fair. Very impressive on his end. And then on the receiving end, we've got pretty much a three-headed monster out there at receiver, and that's what they do. We've got Zachary Franklin, 58 receptions for 750 yards, averaging 12.9 per reception and eight touchdowns. And then we've got Joshua Cephas, 59 catches on the season, 682 yards, averaging 11.6, and he's got six touchdowns on the season. And they got DeCorian Clark, 33 catches on the year, 485 yards. That's an average of 14.7 and five touchdowns on the season. So, UTSA, really out here putting up some great numbers, putting up some good wins, and continuing to stay undefeated. And they also signed their coach to an extension, I saw. He's going to be their coach for the next, like, ten years. Good for him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. we that shmoney. We love, no, we love to see, uh, you know, obviously these small market teams, you know, keep winning, man. You know? Yeah. It's funny, that game had almost an identical box score. It was nothing, nothing at the end of the first. It was 10 10 at half. It was 17 17 at the end of the third. And then UTSA pulled away with 10 points in the fourth. So, yeah. No, good for them. We wanted to touch on, you know, just a few college football highlights. Just UTSA started out their season with a nice little win over Brett Bielema. Fuck, fucking Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, was it 37 30? 37 30, yeah. No. Brett they also, they also have some good, I mean, they have some wins over Memphis, over Western Kentucky, Rice, UTEP, and, U- and Southern Miss. Um, they're going to finish out with UAB and the uh, and University of North Texas. So. Cupcake. And then they'll go into the Sun Belt Conference title game. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So Congratulations. Go Roadrunners. Go Roadrunners. We're rooting for you this season. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Yeah. So. Do we want to? Do we want to maybe take a look at what we've got this coming week for some uh, for some small market football? Do a little do a little touch on seat and give the listeners. It sounds like that's what you want to do. Hold on, we're gonna do a little preview uh, of this week's hot small market college football action. Nate, will you give us a little rundown of what's going on? All right. Well, you know we're gonna start off with our Tuesday action or Tuesday Wednesday action. I'm sorry, you know it leaks into the first two uh, days or the first two days after Monday night football. So, Tuesday, starting off with Toledo versus OU. Toledo 5-5 five and five on the season, 3-3 three and three in the MAC. 
OU three and seven on the season, but three and three in the MAC. Uh, right now, Toledo is a six-point favorite. Over/under on the game is fifty-four. Toledo wins their bowl eligible. That's correct. And this game is going to be played down at Pendon Stadium in Athens. So. Pendon Stadium. Whatever. Penis Stadium. Penis Stadium. Hey, you respect my alma mater, you son of a bitch. Fuck you, dude. You went to OU. Let, let we get it. Okay, you went to Scripps. Bob Kitties. Yo, has anyone seen my Sperry's? Mom, where are my salmon shorts? No, Do you know who my fucking dad is, bro? No, we'll get to that school here in a minute. But first... What, Miami of Ohio? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we've got Western Michigan versus Eastern Michigan. Mm. A little uh, battle of the state up north. Battle of who gives a shit. Yep. Western Michigan six and four on the season, three and three in the MAC. Eastern Michigan six and four on the season, three Great. in the MAC as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, right now, Western Michigan is a five point favorite. Over under on this game is sixty eight. Wow! Wow! They are predicting a high scoring affair up there in Yuck. Ypsilanti. So Eastern Michigan. Why does the Midwest got to have such fucked up names for their towns and I, shit? I, I believe that's a Native American. Well, let's not forget. Well, yeah, no, Eastern, Eastern I'm, Michigan I'm, I'm has being facetious. Eastern Michigan has the gray field as well. Their field is they're, they're and they're like they're like ten group. minutes from Ann Arbor too. Yeah, yep. Uh, and then moving Ann Arbor's on, a whore. Moving on to our third game of this Tuesday matching, we've got Bowling Green, Blowing Green as well. Up uh, <sighs> That's how it feels like walking through Bowling Green. Yeah, it is. That's yep. all you hear. Yeah, my one-year alma mater. Going <laughs> yeah. up, going up, one done, baby. One and done. That's the John right. Wall of Bowling Green. <laughs> yep, got my got my charge and left. Uh, <laughs> and then going up against uh, those Sperry walking fuckers down there at OU, like Skyler was saying. Not like o- Steph Curry with the roof. Miami. Yeah, Miami, sorry. Yeah. Steph Curry with the roof line, just pulling yeah. up from half court. Oh, God. <laughs> Dragging uh, bitches out by their ankles. Bowling Green. Three, and their dad gets them off. Bowling Green is 3-7 and seven on the season. 1-5 in the MAC. Not a good year for Bowling Green. They have that one. their one signature win. Is it ever one? No, never is. Uh, they did go to a bowl Roger game. Roger Lewis on that five, team was their best year. five years ago, they went to a bowl, to well, a bowl yeah, game. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying with Roger Lewis. Like, well, yeah, he's the best player. They 20 years ago with Urban Meyer, they were pretty fucking yeah. good. And they had Josh Harris at quarterback. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Miami of Ohio, 5-5 five and five on the season. 4-2 and two in the MAC. Uh, Miami of Ohio is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, and it is being played in Oxford. Uh, Wednesday, for your match in Northern Illinois versus Buffalo. Northern Illinois, 7-3 and three on the season, 5-1 and one in the match. They're usually pretty good, though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're a pretty tough team. They're consistent. Uh, Buffalo is 4-6 six, and six on the season, 2-4 and four in the match, but this game is being played in Buffalo, and Northern Illinois is a slim two-point favorite. Over-under on the game is 63-and-a-half. Buffalo might catch them. Uh, Wednesday. Buffalo needs to win out to make a bowl game, so they're definitely the hungrier team in that matchup. Um, Need Khalil Mack back. Second game of your matchup Wednesday, Central Michigan against Ball State. Uh, Balls and Taint? That's right. Central Michigan 6-4 on the season, 4-2 in the MAC. Ball State 5-5 on the season, 3-3 in the MAC. Ball State is a a 2.5 point favorite because it is being played at their home field in Muncie. Fun, Uh, Fun fact. Can either one of you name me the most famous alumni from Ball State. When I say the name, you'll laugh. No. They have a pretty good journalism program. That, um, that's your hand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Barbara guess. Walters. No, that's a good I'm guess. I guess Scott Van Pelt. No, but he's Maryland, but that's a, that's a good guess. Um, no. Hold on, give me one more. Yeah, um, go for it. Ooh, John Stewart? No, but that's a good guess, too. David Letterman. 
Oh damn, that was I was uh, that yeah, was coming down the line an indie too. Guy. He's yeah, an indie guy, David yeah. Letterman. He's a huge Reds fan too. Yeah, which makes sense because Muncie's Reds, yeah, 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 is Reds yeah. country. So, yeah, that's uh, just a fun fact there, Dave. That's cool. I didn't yeah. realize David Letterman was from Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so that's what we got for some um, action for you, and then also leaking in for some other small market football on Friday night. You got Southern Miss against Louisiana Tech, uh, Memphis against Houston. Nate, your storytelling. Sorry. <laughs> Air Force going up against Nevada, and then San Diego State against UNLV. San Diego State, 20, ranked 22nd, trying to continue a strong season, 9-1. Yeah. No, San Diego State's been great this year. Uh, before we wrap up college football, I did see that Coastal Carolina lost this weekend, so uh, RIP to the Chanticleers. Daggers. RIP. It was like 42-40 to 40 as well. Like it was a hell of a game. But wow. That's a tough loss to take. So I'm going to pretty much wrap up our – college football portion of the podcast. Um, I did want to hop into some listener questions. We were fortunate enough. Um, one of our one of our uh, oldest followers, uh, Flyover Sports, at uh, Sports Flyover on Twitter, sent a few questions. We can go into these a little bit. His first one is, I'm curious, do the Blue Jackets pull fans pretty evenly for both Cleveland and Cincinnati, or does one market more heavily identify with them than the other? If you guys don't mind, I want to take this one and then I'll ask your opinion. Yeah. Um, as someone who's a Reds fan and doesn't have, you know, I'm not a fan of any Cleveland team. Cleveland is much more, well, number one, the Blue Jackets AHL affiliate is in Cleveland. Yeah, like so the Cle- monsters. Cleveland monsters now. Or Cleveland monsters. But yes. I was going to say, it used to be Lake Erie, right? Yep. They, yeah. yep. They won a, uh, they won a Calder. Um, they won the title, um, 2015-16 season and they've had some success up there. Like obviously the Cavs are going to be the winter sport. Up in Cleveland, but they do they do show out for the monsters up there as well. So um, I think Cleveland also is much more prone to being a fan of something out of Columbus, since and this is kind of a I think it's a Buckeye thing. Exactly, that's what, exactly what I was about to say, Scott. Feel some kind of like connection, connection to City, City Columbus because they, they don't have a Division One football team anywhere near them or FBS at least. Obviously, yeah, they have like Kent State and shit. But yeah, like, but like average. those, yeah, that, that's apples to oranges. Yeah. There's a lot of Ohio State fans in Cleveland. It's a big Ohio State market. I would I would venture to say that like ninety people or ninety percent of the people living in Cleveland are are Ohio State fans. When yeah, it's college football. Exactly. I mean, like anytime I'm up there, I see a ton of fucking. Yeah, right? I mean, you'll get some Michigan and Penn State up there as well. Probably some Pitt, but at more, you see a decent amount of Penn State. Yeah, more often than not, they're going to be Buckeye fans, and I think that affinity draws. Them into, um, you know, being a Blue Jack, you know, more like of a Blue crew, Jackets fan, Jackets crew, all that, because they don't have an MLS team. Whereas Cincinnati likes to refer to itself as the Republic of Cincinnati. Cincinnati is obviously in Ohio, but What's it up is with the Queen City thing. I honestly don't know where that came, where yeah, that moniker I, came from. I but figured maybe you would. No, there, there, there's there's a few Queen Cities out there, but um, you know, Cincinnati is obviously the most famous. Yeah. Cincinnati is definitely more of an island, though. Yeah, it's very much a us against them mentality. Whereas Cleveland has that mentality, but I don't think they turn off to the rest of Ohio where Cincinnati fans, a lot of them are in Kentucky, a lot of them are in Indiana as well. So I, I think it's a little different. Down, I mean, don't be wrong, there's a big Buckeye presence in Cincinnati too, but it's nowhere near Bear, Cleveland. The Bearcats are pretty popular Ex- down there. Exactly. Everybody's a Bearcats fan. There's a lot of UK fans, Louisville fans yeah, too. Like, a lot of Louisville. Lot. So you, you're going to get kind of a hybrid when it comes to the greater Cincinnati area, which I'm including part of Kentucky in too. Um, Cincinnati's in Kentucky. I will not be swayed on this decision. There are fans of the Blue Jackets down there, but it's definitely not as prominent as it is in, I would say, in Cleveland. 
So yeah. I, I think it's probably, you I know. I feel a lot of them are probably Columbus transplants, too. Yeah. So and a lot of people from Cleveland moved to Columbus. Not a lot of people from Cincinnati moved to Columbus as well. Yeah. So it's a little different in that regard. Um, hockey's not huge in either market because Cleveland had an NHL team for a couple of years and they left. Didn't work. Yeah. And then Cincinnati's never had an NHL franchise. I think they'd support one if they had one. They have a, a team in the ECHL and the Cincinnati Cyclones. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so... I think Cincinnati's more of its own island, and they support their teams. Cincinnati's weird to me, dude. Yeah, well, in, yeah. in, in terms of sports fandom, I agree. I love Cincinnati, and bias, obviously. I, I like Cincinnati more than Cleveland in terms of places to go visit. I think Cleveland's done a great job of, like, the flats and everything are, like look great now. But for what I just, you know, the nostalgia in me as a kid going to Reds games, I have more of an affinity for I Cincinnati. I like the city of Cincinnati better when it comes to, like, things to do. And, like, overall, like, it's a And it has a lot better weather than Cleveland does. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Cleveland during the summer, you get, like, a nice, like, solid 70-degree Cleveland day. is gorgeous in the summertime. Outside of that, you're it's hit or miss with that lake effect. Cincinnati doesn't have that that problem. But not that weather factors into any, you know, sports-related content. But um, I, I think more or less, Cincinnati's less prone to being a fan of a team outside of Cincinnati than Cleveland is because there's so many Buckeye fans up there. Right. It you know that that pipeline kind of makes sense. We can go back to Paul Brown earlier in the episode, coming from the Buckeyes, you know, to the Cleveland Browns. I think that you know maybe that was a big part of it as well. Yeah. And I think Cleveland having not having uh, an FBS team anywhere near them, um, you know, leads to the Buckeye fandom because it's the state of Ohio. Everybody's a Buckeye yeah. here. Blah blah blah. And plus the Buckeyes are just flat out fucking good. Yeah, when and when you're a Cleveland or Cincinnati fan, you're looking for anything that you can call a winner. Yeah, and, and Ohio State has been just that for forever. The whole yeah, they're a story franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, I would consider Ohio State a blue blood in the college football. Season. Oh my god, yeah, yes, it's, it's like us, USC, Alabama, USC, Texas, Notre Dame, um, Florida. Probably now, Florida's a little newer to the game than everybody else, but yeah, I would certainly consider them up there. Michigan's up there Penn as well. State. Penn State's up there as well. Um, you know, there are a lot of teams that you could say are, are blue bloods. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma, for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then there are teams that are always consistently good, but they're not quite Stanford. as that Clemson's a recent blue blood now. Yeah. You know, I mean, they weren't forever, but now they're very relevant. Obviously not this year, but in general. Yeah. So well, Oregon it, was for a while, too. You can, you can make a case, you can for, make a case it. for it. But, yeah, I, I think back, you know, back to the initial question, that's what I think are all the factors that lead to Cleveland being more um, fans of the Blue Jackets than anybody in Cincinnati. Do you guys have anything else to add to that? No, I think you nailed it because I mean, like they already have like a, you know, a small connection to a hockey team, and it just happens to be our farm team. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I think that. Also, I think a lot more people move from Cleveland to Columbus than they do from Cincinnati to Columbus. Mm-hmm. So I think once a lot of those people from Cleveland move down here, they end up adopting the the, the Jackets as their team. You know, yeah, they come here for college or for work or whatever. They start living well, yeah, a lot of Cleveland kids go to Ohio State because it's the biggest school in the state, and it you know it's bigger than anything they have around them. Whereas kids in Cincinnati, yeah. kids in Cincinnati go to Ohio State, but they also go to UC. Yeah. They, they go to Xavier. They go to Northern Kentucky. They go to UK. They go to Louisville. They go to Indiana. They go to Notre yeah. Dame. Like if you're from Cleveland, you pretty much go to Ohio State or like Kent State. Yeah, or Akron. Or you know, Akron. Like Toledo, Toledo, Bowling Green. Yeah. You know, if you're staying in state, John, John Carroll. Yeah, John Carroll's yeah. A, a very prominent D three school that kids go to. Cleveland State exists, but it's only D one basketball. Not the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers, uh, you know, in terms of the Blue Jackets. Great question. Um, follow-up question, he has three for us. So, second question. In the MLB and the NFL, do people in Columbus gravitate more towards Cincy or Cleveland? Cleveland. I, yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's Cleveland. Yeah. 
you do get a lot of hybrid Browns Reds fans because the Reds were good when our you know our dads and moms were growing up. Yeah, the Reds were the team and the Browns were the team. See, I see a lot more like Reds and Cavaliers fans. I oh, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that happens too. But we only have one NBA team in the states. So, like people in Cincinnati are also Pacers fans. Yeah, as well, or they follow guys from UC that go to the NBA and they support that team. That's very very yeah, popular yeah, yeah. too. Um, but I think in terms of NFL, we were talking about this earlier. Fifty percent probably Browns fans in Columbus. Yeah, and then I think the Ravens and Bengals well, I think the split it. Ste- the Bra- Steelers and Bengals. Steelers and Bengals are probably twenty percent each, and then it's ten percent other. Yeah. If, yeah. if 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 I'm guessing percentages, Packers. I think Packers. You see in that ten percent. Cowboys. Packers and Cowboys. Yep. Yeah. You, you see both of those in here. You do get some Colts and Lions fans here. Just you know, maybe mom yeah. and mom yeah, or dad I, or grandpa you get or something. A lot of Patriots fans too. There's a lot of Patriots fans everywhere. Yeah. Um, you'll see some Eagles fans, uh, some Washington football team fans here and Shout there. Brian, you dirty piece of shit. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, I would say for the most part, it's probably you go into a bar. On an NFL Sunday in Columbus, and oh, there's it, so many Browns backers bars here. In it's Columbus. it's fifty percent Browns at any yeah. given bar minimum. Yeah, well, yeah, Browns backers bar is going to be almost one hundred percent Browns. But I would say, yeah. like, if you go to a random bar that's not affiliated with the yeah. team, it'll be probably fifty percent Browns. Usually, Browns sound. Yeah, and then unless the Bengals are playing like the Ravens or the Steelers, you know, then then you'll get you'll get Bengals sound. And you get a lot of Bengals fans out. But really, each bar you go to, you see equal amounts of Bengals and Steelers, and then a lot more Browns. Yeah, and then my dumbass rooting for the Jags. So yeah, you're an anomaly in that sense. I am an anomaly in that sense. So, to, yeah, it's a great question. You guys have anything to add to that? Does that make sense? Like, I, I would yeah. say, I would say Reds and whatever Cleveland Guardians, whatever they're going to be, I would say it's pretty even between the two of them. I was going to say, if you're talking baseball, it's pretty even. Then obviously basketball, like NBA, it's Cavs. So oh yeah, I mean everybody in Columbus is you know if you're if you're an NBA <laughs> if you're supporter, Columbus and up. Yeah, if if you're an NBA supporter, <laughs> you're going to be a Cavs fan. Yeah. So yeah, that makes total sense. But yeah, well, like some uh, <coughs> some people from Pittsburgh are like Cavs fans too. Yeah, because it's close and they don't have a team. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, that makes sense. I, yeah, baseball. I would say it's even. Older generation that loves baseball is probably <laughs> more Reds fans than there are Cleveland fans, just because the Reds were good when they were growing up. So a lot of people, uh, yeah. a lot of people like pick them as their team. But it is, you know, that's a great question because in Columbus you can kind of pick whatever you want when it comes to anything other than. Hockey and MLS. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's weird. Like, and then, like, I've talked about this before. Like, sometimes you get people like my parents. Like, my dad was from Canton, and he was a Reds and a Bengals fan. And my mom was from Newport, Kentucky, and she's a, a Browns and Indians fan. Yeah, you you really don't know. Like it's, yeah, it's it's but it's still some mixture of those teams. Yeah, like we're. I mean, I would say in Ohio at least we're we're pretty solid homers. Yes, I, I would say people from Ohio generally stick with Ohio teams for the most part. Yeah. What's that Ohio against the world mentality? Exactly. So, yeah, I would say Cleveland has more of a presence in Columbus. Um, in terms of overall, I think baseball is split evenly, and then I think uh, NFL is definitely heavy Browns. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so great question. Let's see the third question here. This one's a little more fun. We can have a little, little fun with this one. <clears throat> Which NFL team presently, not in a playoff spot, do you think have the best chance of making the playoffs? And which teams that are currently in a playoff spot do you think have the best chance of missing out? Well, for the second part of the question, I'm going to go Tennessee Titans. You think they're going to miss out in that division? Oh, I'm I'm sorry, the Colts. I think the Colts have a chance, but I think they're going to miss out. Okay. I'm looking at the playoff picture. I just pulled it up right now. All right, so I got the current playoff picture pulled up. Right now, the two teams, and this is before today's results, guys. So, you know, actually, no, it's not. It is live up to date. Oh, good. Okay. I didn't realize Arizona had their bye. Okay, so right now, 
We have Tennessee as the first round by in the AFC at eight and two. First round by in the NFC. Maybe it's not up to date entirely. Maybe it's just the one o'clock games because it says Arizona's eight and one. So they yeah. are, they are eight and two now. Um, but either way, so they're up there. Um, the Cowboys are now eight and two. So they'll be in the conversation as well. They're the two seed. On um, the two seed in the AFC is Buffalo at six and three. The three seeds Baltimore in the AFC, Green Bay in the NFC, and then the four seeds are the Chargers before the like I said before today, and then Tampa. And then the three wild cards in the AFC are Vegas at five, the five seed, Pittsburgh at six, New England at seven, and then in the NFC it's the Rams at five, New Orleans at six, and Carolina at seven. So based on those teams right now, I'm going to go personally. I'm going to say Carolina probably in the NFC has the best chance of missing out. Yeah. Even though they won today, they still have the best chance yeah. of missing out. Do you guys agree with that one or do you? Yeah. Have, no, yeah. that's yeah, the that's most it. liable to be. New Orleans is right behind him though for yeah. me. Well, New Orleans is just so volatile in the quarterback position right now. It is. Like, New Orleans, like I mean, they've landed on Trevor Simeon for now. Um, if he can just play somewhat consistent, I think they're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, they have a good running back tandem in Kamara yeah. and Ingram. So yeah, running Ingram back. I mean, I think the Saints. I, I wouldn't say it's them. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, so we're going to go with Carolina then. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and okay. get on Carolina. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what it looks like when Camps is starting. But yeah, I'm, I'm still. I mean, yeah, that's the big X factor there. I'm still not sold on Cam Newton after his last like what two seasons. No, he yeah. played like absolute steaming piles of dog shit. He, like it was just. Well, was, he he played like he wants to be there today. Well, so. yeah, I mean, nobody, I mean, I don't think Cam Newton was going to mesh well regardless with Bill Belichick. Yeah. No, it's, and that's fair. I mean, the Patriots had nine guys opt out of 2020 as well. So, like, yeah. they were missing a lot of key guys last year. That was just a recipe for disaster for them. Talk about the AFC, most likely to miss out out of all these teams. I'm actually going to say the Chargers. Yeah, I'll say the Chargers. The uh, Chargers, they have not been there, done that. They lost today. They're 5-4. and four. Yeah. Um, In fact, they lose and. That means the Raiders are now in that spot. So the Raiders are actually the four seed now, based on the you know based on that. But well, if we're gonna go that route, I'm gonna say the Raiders are gonna miss out because I'm telling you, I don't trust Derek Carr enough. Oh, I trust Derek Carr a hell of a lot more than I do Justin Herbert right now. Derek Carr's been oh, there, well, been there, yeah, done yeah, it, seen yeah. it. If you're saying, versus well, no, that, no, that, that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think the Chargers are the most likely to miss out of all these teams. But you, you know. think it's like solely because of the quarterback? No, 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 no. God, no. I think Justin Herbert's incredible. I just think he hasn't been in that position yet. Yeah. And we'll see what it looks like when he when it comes down to crunch time, how that team handles it. Yeah, I just don't know what to make of the Raiders yet. Which is fair. We'll see tonight when they play the Chiefs. Yeah. So let's hop over, guys. <laughs> it's still tied 0-0 right now. Yeah. Teams that are not in the playoff race right now that I think will get in, I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. I will believe in them until they give me a reason not to. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. In the AFC, I'm going to go Chiefs. I just, I don't feel it right now. In the AFC. I don't feel it with, I mean, the Bengals, maybe? I was going to say, I'm, I'm probably going to go Bengals. Okay, so do you think the Bengals have the best chance of any team not in it right now to make it? Yeah, certainly. That, that O-line has so many flaws. I don't know if I'm sold on their defense. The defense has flaws. The O-line has flaws. Yeah. You know, I, I just, yeah. The they can't keep Joe Burrow upright. I mean, that 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 is not yeah. a recipe for success and to make it to the but The thing that kills me is then you have these games where he plays like a stud and they buy him enough time. Yeah, no, I mean, he it's, has moments just, for sure. It's frustrating because it's like you, have, like, you could be so fucking good. It's just you're so hot and cold right now. No, it's a, no, that's true. Kansas tr- City rocking the all-whites tonight. I'm kind of digging it. I like it. It's a good look. So, yeah, I'll go Kansas City in the AFC. Sky's going to go Bengals. Nate, you going Chiefs too? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So we're all in a, we're all in agreement there. Um, let's go to the NFC. This is tough. I mean, team not in it right now that could sneak their way in. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I I know I'm I'm sitting here racking my brain like I I really have no fucking clue. 49ers? maybe that division's a bitch. It is a, that is a bitch. Well, the man. Seahawks I think are fucking done. So, I mean, let's go to the NFC here real quick. I'll, I'll, I'm I'm gonna, okay, so well, Minnesota is a half game back of Carolina. Maybe at, Philly. Yeah, they're four and six though. That's man. They they basically have to run the table. Yeah, where I think Minnesota, their their losses are so close, they could easily be seven and two. I mean, Minnesota's sneaky. I think they're underrated. They've shot themselves in the foot. I get, I credit it to coaching. I don't think Mike Zimmer's the guy. No, but I think you have a team that can make a run for a championship. It's just, <sighs> it's a it's. I mean, Kirk Cousins is is consistent enough to get you there. If San Francisco wins tomorrow night on Monday Night Football, I'll, I'll, I'll believe. But they have to. win. I'm going to stick with San Francisco. Okay, they, they they have to win tomorrow for me. Just me yeah, personally. Nate, what fair. do you think? I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think okay. the Eagles. I think the Eagles are manage something. They they pull something out and they get in the playoffs. They have five divisional games left, which means they still have to play Dallas. But then they get Washington and, and the Giants, so yeah. those are winnable games. Yeah. But they have to come out and execute. Yeah. yeah. And I just Jalen Hurts, he, he's fine. He's a good athlete. I don't know if he's a great quarterback, but he's a good athlete. I think he's a good. I think he's a good quarterback. I've got faith in him. I think Devontae Smith is the reason that he looks better, though. I think Devontae Smith is incredibly good. I mean, I think yeah, I think he's amazing, but I, I do I do think Jalen Hurts is solid. I, I think, think Jalen Hurts is really solid. Okay, that's fair. I, th- I, I think, like I said, like I think I did, like episode seven or eight or some shit like that. I said um, watch Jalen Hurts within the next few years. I think he's gonna like he's gonna be like a you know a slow burn, but he'll get there. And mm-hmm. I think within the next few years, we're he's a guy him. that just he, he takes some time, but once he gets there, I think he'll yeah, be. Yeah, it's gonna be, be it's gonna be kind of like a not to the same scale, but kind of like an Aaron Rodgers, like where he came out when when he replaced Favre, and it was like you know a couple I mean, games it, where Rocky it, had to. If he ends up being anything remotely close to Aaron Rodgers, that'll be a massive. Oh, success. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like how Aaron Rodgers started with the Packers. Like he had a few games where it was like uh, I don't know, and then like. He kind of picked it up, figured it out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I okay. think, I think yeah. he's gonna. He'll learn it. He'll figure it out. The legal. The le- He's the league is coming to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's 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 learning as he's he where Ma- I think Mac Jones has gotten there a year faster than Jalen Hurts. Like they're on, but okay, they, yeah, that's but a, they're that's on the better, same level. Yeah, that's a better parallel. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're yeah, on. They're, yeah, they're, on, they're on the same level. This is his first year starting. Or like Dak Prescott minus the injuries. Yeah, Dak. Well, that's because they had the best offensive line in football that year in Zeke. Yeah, and that's what that's figure it out. That's what made them so good. Now Dak's one of the best in the game. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. Jalen Hurts here in a couple of years, we're going to be saying the same thing about oh, yeah. you know him that we did about Dak Prescott. That's fair. Hopefully, he just doesn't have the injury issues. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. Dak Prescott, it's, I, I don't trust him. Yeah. I don't trust him to not get hurt. Him, Carson Wentz. I mean, like I just don't. Tua, the Jimmy G, like all these guys. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. So that'll you know we appreciate the listener questions, guys. Please send them to us via your social media outlet of your choice. We love answering them. We're happy to you know happy to do it. That's you know it's a fun conversation piece for us. Um, we're going to hop over now to the National Basketball yeah, Association. We got, a, we got a Kansas City touchdown. Ooh. Pat Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. Yep. <laughs> is water... Just a little, like, lob to the corner. Yeah, just a little lob. Is water, is water wet? But, uh, but he, but taxes he did. and Pat Mahomes touchdowns. But Pat Mahomes did connect with Travis Kelsey a couple times on that drive. For, he had some good ones. For some nice catches, so... They went for, like, 10, one for, yeah. like, 12. Yep. 
There you go. Yeah, just a nice little over-the-shoulder. Little, little live update there. Um, this weekend, we had a lot of hot NBA action. Let's go to Friday night. What's the hot goss, girlies? I mean, the NBA should be on TMZ, yeah. but... Let's go to Friday night real quick. The Hornets took care of the Knicks, 104-96. We love Shout the Hornets. Charlotte. Love Charlotte. Uh, Bucks, Lamello, you a dog, motherfucker. You a dog. Bucks took one on the chin to the Celtics, 122-113. Bucks are trying to, dude, I don't know what's going on there. They're hungover. Uh, They're the, getting smacked the, around a little bit. Cavs boat race the Pistons, 98-78 on, on Friday night. Are the Cavs the best defensive team in the NBA? I think they might be. I mean, every game I look at, the opponent is... You know they're it, good at basketball. Well, and then we'll go to Saturday night's game where they they won again, and it's like they're not, I mean they're not scoring in triple digits, but they're also allowing under ninety points a game, which is a recipe for success oh, in, yeah. in the NBA. Yep. So it's the big literal big three. Yeah. When you run when you're running three seven footers on the court at the same time, it's going to be really fucking hard to score unless you're mm-hmm. clipping from the logo. Yeah. Outside the arc, you're not getting anywhere in the paint. Yeah, there's some trees down there. That's what I'm saying. You're not you're not getting anywhere on the paint unless you're fucking like Kyrie Irving or like Steph. Yeah. So that was a nice win. The, the Trailblazers beat the Rockets 104-92. The Suns eviscerated the Grizzlies 119-94. Let's go. Sorry, sorry, Memphis. Um, Pelicans lost to the Nets. Shocking. Um, the Thunder beat the Kings. Shout out to our favorite followers. Sacramento Damn Kings. you, OKC. Let the Kings live. Um, Leave the Kings alone. <laughs> the Spurs lost to the Mavs, one twenty three, one hundred nine. Nuggets beat the Hawks, one hundred five, ninety six. And that's a game that I wanted to highlight for this. Week. Yeah, let's hear simply it. because of Jokic. Yeah. this game had a Jokic. <clears throat> Jokic. 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 Man, I swear to God, Nate. The Joker, bro. What's going on with you? Fuck it. The yeah, Joker. Just, just go, let's just roll with the Joker. The Joker seems Fine. to be phonetically easier for yeah, you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sounded uh, out. Hooked on Nate, Nate hates the Eastern Block. Anywho, uh, the Joker had 22 points, 19 rebounds, and 10 assists. 14 defensive rebounds, 5 offensive boards. Um, it's a man's also, also shot at, Also had a 45% field goal percentage. He said, you and, can't touch me. Yeah. Only 1 for 8 from behind the arc but yeah. on that night, but... Um, Aaron Gordon picked up in that area with three for went three for five out there. Had twenty three points to go along with uh, the Joker. Hell yeah, yeah, it's so, a good good win for the Nuggets. Absolutely. Let's hop over to Saturday night. Uh, the Jazz lost to the Heat. The Heat are out strong so the far Jazz. this year. Both teams are eight and five um, as of Saturday. The Pacers took care of the Seventy Six. It's a nice win for Indiana. Magic lost to the Wizards. The Pelicans finally got. A win. The Grizzlies are on a little bit of a slide right now. Pelicans are one in twelve entering the game. Beat them one twelve one on one. Second one of the year for the Pelicans. Yeah. Good, good for them. Pistons took care of the Raptors. This is a, if you took the under in this game, you're a fool. One twenty seven one twenty one. Jesus. Cavs beat the Celtics ninety one eighty nine. Saw that. So Cavs are nine and five. Yeah. And then the Cavs T- are looking good. T Wolves got stomped by the Clippers. So let's go to today's games real quick. The Hornets are beating the Warriors by one right now. Fuck the Warriors. Suns are up by 12 on the Rockets, 73-61 in the third. Nice. Uh, the Thunder are losing to the Nets by 20. Ooh. The Nuggets are beating the Trailblazers by 16 That's in the second. The Nuggets. Uh, and then the Spurs today in the Sunday afternoon matinee lost to the Lakers, 114-106. So um, I did have a few NBA stats here. Second, eight rebounds per game. Taking my fucking job now? Uh, they took her jobs. Rebounds per game. The first four guys are all in small markets. 
Uh, Rudy Gobert's averaging a shade over 15 boards a game. Jokic is at 14. I don't know how to say this name. Valenciunas? Jonas Valenciunas. There we go. Plays yeah. for the Pelicans. 13 and a half. How do you butcher all those other ones and you just nail that one? And then Giannis pulls I, up in what fourth. What do you mean I butcher other ones? I do good with these names, bro. You're not a languager, that's for sure. There is one guy in the NBA averaging double-digit assists per game this year so far, and it's Chris Paul with 11 dimes a night. Um, Slanging that bitch. Points per game, you got Giannis in third, and then Ja in fifth. They're both, both averaging... Ja feel? Ja feel? Ja definitely feel. They're both averaging slightly over 26 points a night. And then, in, dude, in Indiana, this is a banana land stat. Miles Turner's averaging three and a half blocks a game. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that that's exponentially higher than... That's a fuck ton. Yeah. So, what the fuck are you looking at me like that fuck for? You. Why? Jesus. Fuck you. I look over and Nate's looking at me like a <laughs> fucking rabbit. Animal. I have no idea what's going on over there. Um, Jared Allen's currently third in the league in field goal percentage at 69.4. Nice. So that's... Nice point four. And then Giannis leads the league in fantasy points per game with 55. Yucky, that's gross. Ew. So, um, so far in the NBA season, guys, is there anything that you've caught as a surprise? I mean, we can say the Cavs, obviously, but I'm, yeah, I'm gonna like, say that. I'm gonna go with the Kings, man. The Kings look nice to start out the season. Yeah, they got that big three going down there. And Absolutely, yeah. our favorite followers. I'd love to highlight those Kings. De'Aaron Fox and Rashawn Holmes, and yeah, yeah, and, they've been, uh, and Buddy, me, Buddy, you dropped Buddy this. Hill. Yep. Hand the crown back. You dropped this, King. King, I am King. No, 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 no. Don't, don't go getting any ideas. Now he, he's. I told you guys if we let this happen, he was beca- he was going to become a dictator. He went from stack guy Nate to Mr. President, and now he's claiming to be the king. See how this goes? Yeah. He's taking. It's a coup d'état. He's no, taking power. We're gonna we're gonna have a coup d'état against Nate. Oh my god. Fair. Um. So Scott, you want to talk about the Cavs for a minute? I mean, they definitely came out and uh, are a lot better than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, I mean, they're 9 and 5. Mobley, I mean, Ricky Rubio, man. I, I know I was slandering his name at first, but that motherfucker is, is. And they're doing it all without Colin Sexton. That's what I'm saying. I mean, honestly, I mean, it kind of might be like an OBJ situation where the Cavs are better without Colin. You think so? I, from what I've seen so far, yeah. Defensively, they're they're really good. I mean, the offense, yeah, I mean, the offense can do have, some work, but Ricky defense Rubio is a, a, what, eight, 10 year vet yeah. in the league. You know, it's good to have him with these young guys. And you got Laurie. I mean, he's he's been in the league a few years too so yeah. him, him with the big guys he can teach the, the younger dudes up for sure so I think we got a good recipe in Cleveland um, but I definitely didn't see him starting out this hot sure no that's fair I, I, I think yeah I think the Kings you know I know they're sitting there at 5 and 8 right now but you know I think they're a lot better than their record shows I think mm-hmm. they've you know they've lost some close ones um, you know, I think Denver, you know, it's no surprise that Denver's continued their dominance at yeah, the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be a great team. And Phoenix, I think, you know, of course, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, if I had to look at a team that was going to maybe make a turnaround, you know, I think I think the Pacers could be right there to, to really... They have a lot of good pieces. They have some yeah. good pieces. Some an all-star. yeah. You know, Turner's in there averaging 3.4 blocks per game. Yeah, I, th- I think they're a team that could definitely, you know, make a turn before or even at the All-Star break and really become a playoff team. Yeah. Well, it's the East, too. You never know what can happen over there. I mean, it's kind of wide open. Uh, but, yeah, that'll pretty much uh, wrap up the NBA portion of the podcast. We're going to touch on the weekend results. Hop over to the NHL now do the same thing. 
To the good old hockey game. Uh, Friday night, Sabres took out the Oilers. That's an impressive win for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the Flames lost in Toronto, the battle, of, you know, one of the battles of Canada. In the gong show that is the Metropolitan, the Flyers took out the Canes on Friday night, 2-1. to one. That is a very Metropolitan score right there. Yep. And uh, we'll go, uh, the Yotes lost to the Blackhawks, shocking. And then... Um, Losers. The game I was at, Caps-Jackets on Friday night, man. The Jackets went down 3-1, scored two goals in the blink of an eye, tied it at three, and then with a minute 22 left, Jonas couldn't get that chicken wing out there fast enough uh, on the Burkowski shot, banked it in off of... Jonas's arm into the net for a 4-3 win for the Caps. That was a, that was a tough one. but a heartbreaker. But, it, hey, at least we're looking good, though. Yeah. Well, let's fast forward. We look good. Let's Quick, fast. everyone, come see how good we look. Let's, let's fast forward to Saturday night. <clears throat> yeah, so. Oh, I'm missing something. Saturday, the, yeah. devil, <laughs> the Devils lost to the Bruins 5-2. Not a good night for the small for the small market. No, the Leafs beat the Sabres. The Sens doubled up the Penguins 6-3. We do like that. That makes us happy. Uh, the Wings took out the Canadiens in a battle of original six, 3-2. The Lightning took out the Panthers in the battle of Florida, 3-2. And then the New York Rangers came to Columbus and beat the Blue Jackets 5-3. Not the Jackets' best weekend. No. Not yeah. even a little bit. No. Nope. The Winnipeg Jets won 3-2. Uh, the Hurricanes turned it around, beat the Blues. It's a great win for the Canes. Yeah, um, beat them three to two. They're eleven and two. They're leading the Metro. Two. They're fucking good. They are, like we said, they were going to be a wagon this season. And yep. they certainly are holding that. Yeah, the Preds uh, crushed the Yotes. The Preds are on a six-game winning streak. They're nine five and one in the Central Division. I mean, crushing the Yotes, dude. That's again, yeah. It's like beating. The smartest dumb kid. Yeah. The smartest kid in fucking summer school. Yeah. Right? Smartest kid with a learning disability. Oh, God. No, the smartest kid in summer school. Yeah. Same uh, thing. The abs, the <laughs> abs are, are starting to figure it out. Even though they don't have Nathan McKinnon, they beat the Sharks 6-2. to two. Uh, The Golden Knights played the game of the night here. They beat the Canucks 7-4. to four. That game? Christ. I would have loved to have been at that game, to be honest. I'm looking down the, uh, the stats here, Nate. You got them pulled up, too? Yeah. I'm seeing... I'm seeing for... For Vegas, you got Dadanov had had one in the first. Uh, in the second, you had Smith and McNabb, but it was really the third period where you had Leshishin, Marsha Show, Dadanov again, and Marsha Show again to just really. Vegas is figuring it out right now. Yeah, absolutely. They're putting the piece together. When they get their, you know, when they get Mark Stone and Eichel back. I mean, oh my God, the yeah. possibilities are endless for them to be honest. Yeah. You know they're gonna they're gonna put a lot of teams uh, in some uncomfortable positions when they finally get that entire and Carlson's out too when they get that team up and rolling with that first line back watch out rest of the NHL Vegas yeah, is Vegas gonna, is gonna be bad yeah, it's gonna be dangerous yeah you know? uh, I smell cup run and then sadly finish it off Phil on that Saturday on that Saturday evening the Wild beat the Crackheads four to two the Crackheads four and ten on the season yuck not good not good that's yucky Ew. it is not good. The Wild, though, ten and four to start out the season. Nice little start for the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota's good. They are good. Kaprizov's playing well. They're getting some solid goaltending, and and the the blue line's been solid. I mean, they're holding everybody to basically two goals or less. Yeah. So yeah, no shout out to Minnesota. That's a rabid hockey fan base at the Excel Center there. I want the Wild to be good because they moved, became the Dallas Stars, and then won a fucking cup. Yeah. Minnesota gets the expansion team because you can't keep hockey out of Minnesota for too long. They've had some runs in the postseason, you know, in playoffs, but they haven't really made too much noise. I would like to see the Wild make some noise in the Central Division. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Top over to today real quick, just touch on a few games that are in progress. Um, the Bruins and the Canadians, who cares? Uh, Devils are down 3-2 to two to the Rangers right now. Or, they're, they're, sorry, they're tied 2-2 two to two at the end of the second period. Caps are spanking the Pens 4-1. to one Love it. In the third period. Oilers are up 4-2 to two on the Blues at the end of the second. The surging Anaheim Ducks, who've won six straight games, are playing the Canucks right now. Ducks and Canucks. A lot of poetry. Make one of those fucking rhymers. Uh, 1-1 here at the end of the first period. And the Flames took care of the Sens today, 4 nothing in another Canadian battle. So, yeah, yeah I'm not even going to try that one. No, that's fair. Um, look at the standings. Carolina leading the Metro. New Jersey in fifth. Columbus sixth. Pittsburgh seventh. And the Isles bring it up in eighth. Wild, if you exclude OT losses, no team in the Metropolitan Division has a losing record. Yeah. You know, every team in the Metro has more wins than regula- regulation wins than regulation losses. Yeah. It's the best division in hockey. It always has been since they made it. it it's a gong show. Anything can happen in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. When they put it together, they didn't expect Carolina-Columbus to be good. Right. They thought we were going to be rollovers. And, yeah. And now, here we are. So, the Metro will continue to battle it out, obviously, before the end of the year. It always is a good one. Let's go to the Atlantic. The Florida Panthers, man, 10-2-3, 23 points. Um, Detroit's still in third, eight, six, and two with 18 points. Buffalo has kind of, you know, met their match. They're six, six, and two. They're in sixth place. And Ottawa is in the cellar at four, nine, and one. I will say though, it's, you can see that Montreal is struggling without Carey Price and uh, minus 19 goal differential, four and 10 on the season. Not a good start. No, they desperately, a team that was playing for a cup last year. Yeah. You know, they, they were in the cup final. I mean, that's – obviously, Carey Price is – It a, shows where their strength was last season. Carey, yeah. Well, that's how you make a cup run is you have hot goaltending, and that's what Carey Price gave them yeah. all throughout the playoffs. So, I'll top over to the Western Conference Central Division. Minnesota leads it right now, 20 points, 10-4, and four, as we said. Yeah. Winnipeg's in second, 8-3-3 three, and three with 19 points. Interesting. They are a uh, – Winnipeg, a sneaky team out there. I – yeah. Smallest – I think they're the smallest city to have an NHL franchise. As well, but they have a rabid fan base. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. They they love their fucking hockey up there. Oh, yeah. I bet they do. So, they're in second. You got Nashville in third, also with 19 <laughs> points. St. Louis is in fourth. Colorado in fifth. Colorado's going to be going up soon. And Arizona rounds it out at 1-13 and 1 with I'll three I'll tell you, points. Nashville's a surprise for me out of that division. I thought they were going to suck. Yeah, I did yeah. too. I thought they would be the really bad team out of that division, but... They have solid blue line play led by Roman Yossi. Yep. Um, Saros has been good in net for them. They got good forwards. Not great. It's, yeah. a, it's a bunch of, you know, I mean, Matt Duchesne, a couple other guys up there. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, here in a couple years, we might see them fall off a cliff. But Yeah. But they're, hold, they're holding it together right now. Yep. Go over to the Pacific Division. And Edmonton is in first, 10-3, and three, 20 points. Calgary's in third with 18 points of the first. Um, sorry, Phil. No, it is. We have a two-way tie in first place in the Pacific with Calgary's win today. We have a. It's Edmonton and Calgary with 20 points. Uh, well, Edmonton would have the tiebreakers. They have more regulation wins. Oh, sorry. But no, no, you're right. They, they, Calgary should be in second place. Good call. Um, Vegas is currently in fourth, and then we have Vancouver in seventh, and Seattle rounds it out in the cellar in eighth place, where expansion franchises should be at yes. the bottom of the fucking division. Yes. Uh, order has been rest- balance has been restored. Yes. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Seattle did a great job drafting that team, but that's just no, my opinion. No, they did really bad. So, 
yeah, definitely some interesting stuff going on in the NHL, guys. Um, these, you know, obviously early in the season, same as the NBA. But it's just kind of fun to run through and let everybody know where we're at in terms of the standings. Um, give some quick commentary on, you know, a couple of teams. Some, you know, I see some crazy scores and then we're happy to go through it. Um, yeah, do you guys have any final thoughts on hockey so far this year? The Jackets are 0-2 since your fucking rant. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I probably, shouldn't have, probably shouldn't have ranted, so I'm going to take it all back. I'm, I'm taking it all back right now, so Jackets, fuck fucking, you. You fucking suck. I ought to fucking smack you. They got a big you game, they got a big game tomorrow on, with the wins. Stay on your side of the fucking desk. My third of the desk, get it right. They have, a, they have a big game tomorrow night against the Wings, and they can win that one, which for three and four days is a bitch, but if they can pull off a win tomorrow night, then we'll see where that goes. Dad, um, may I have the smelling salts? Yes, you, no. may, have, you may have the smelling salts here. Thanks, so, man. yeah, guys, we've gone through the NFL. <laughs> we've gone through the listener Ooh. questions. We've done college football, the NBA, the NHL. Ooh, we got a touchdown Las Vegas before yep. we finish oh, up ooh, here. Who scored? Hunter Renfro. Pass from Derek Carr to Hunter Renfro. There you go. There we go. Tied up game. Or we got a 7-6 game. Hunter Renfro caught the game when he touched down pass from Deshaun Watson. People forget that. Oh, there we go. We, the, got, and, the, and, we got the Vegas Vader. In the title game. The Vegas Vader. There we go. So, yeah, before we sign off here, Nate, is there anything you want to talk about before we, uh, you know, let the good people enjoy the rest of their day? No, Blue Jackets. If uh, any of you players out there are listening, I know you guys are, uh, I take back my rant. You guys fucking suck. Other than that, no. You know, Steelers, let's come back next week. Fuck guys, let's have a nice win versus Michigan State. Let's have a great sports week, folks. Enjoy your small markets. Perfect. Sky, what do you got for everybody? Um, so I actually wrote a book. Uh, it's coming out. You guys can buy it. We'll give you the information on how to do that. Uh, it's called Shit Nate Knows About Gambling. And there's not a single word in the goddamn book. So uh, look, for that. look for that coming soon. Amazon bestseller. Yeah, uh, New York Times bestseller, more like New it. New York Times bestseller. So get ready for that. It's going to be sick. No, that's uh, perfect. Shit Nate knows about fuck, I think is actually what I'm going to call it. I'm going to fuck you in the street. <laughs> Whoa. All right, Phil. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I really don't have anything yeah. before we sign off. It's been a good episode, guys. I mean, obviously, we're a little lethargic today. Um, solely because, uh, it was your boy's birthday weekend, so. Happy uh, birthday, Phil! Dirty fucking 30, boys. He's a dirty 30 man. I am, I am the dad of the podcast. Yes, he is. Thanks, so, man. Get off. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for, sta- hey, for the guy you love to hate, Stack Guy Nate. For the co-host of Chaos Skyler. <laughs> for the co-host of Chaos Skyler Ball. It's your boy, Phil Ranger, saying, hey, spawn more. I can't talk right now. Guys, I think Phil's having a stroke. We we finally cracked him. Small market insecurities. Apparently it pairs well with a speech impediment. (laughs) I love you guys. I stroked out. So for the guy you love to hate, Stack Guy Nate, and the co-host of Chaos, Skyler Ball, it's your boy Phil Reiser saying, small market insecurities. Pairs well with booze. Love you guys.